is a blind reaction. This is a blind reaction. So I have no idea, and the edited version of this video would definitely be trimmed down. This is something that I think is a beautiful moment between a father and her daughter. This is, to me, another example of outside of how beautiful the moment is. Buckle up. Of Bruce Lawn. This was sent to me, and look, I don't know how I feel about C.D. Jakes. I, I, I like his style, and I like his presentation. Um, I don't like this sports coat he's wearing here. I don't, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that specific style. Um, but there's a couple <laughs> things about this video that stood out to me that I was, I was kind of taken aback for. And so this is seemingly from, uh, this is from a series that just came out September 25th, and it's called Loose to Evolve. Bishop C.D. Jakes passes the WTAL torch to Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. I believe this is his daughter. I don't know anything about his daughter. Um, and again, I've enjoyed some of C.D. Jakes' stuff on The Elephant Room, him going back and forth with Mark Driscoll in terms of the Trinity. Um, and we've addressed this on the channel with, with that video, so you guys go back and watch that. But So this is T.D. Jakes passing down Woman Thou Art Loosed yearly, yearly conference to huh. his daughter, Sarah Jakes Roberts. Y'all said this to me like he was passing down a church to his daughter. <laughs> and that's a bit, that's a bit wild. Light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Watch this closely. Now there was a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He was not that light, but sent to bear witness of that light, saying, there is one coming after me who is mightier than I. His shoes I am not worthy to latch it. I have indeed baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In the third chapter of the Gospel of St. John, verse 27 through 30, he continues his dialogue by saying, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Wait a minute. You can receive nothing, nothing, except it be given you from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ but I am sent before him. We're going to not talk about how this passage gets uh, 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 exegesis. Is that the word, exegesis? What is um, now? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that in a second. But the first thing I noticed, besides his sports coat, which, you know, that's a preference thing. Um, the first thing I noticed is why is there a Coca-Cola company logo on this video with a, water, with a timestamp, with a watermark? What is happening here? That is such an L. Did anyone else notice that? TD Jakes Ministries, let me... It gives me a great joy to announce that Coca-Cola, a true champion of growth, will serve as a proud sponsor for the woman thou art loose. Got it. Okay, so just for the conference, not for his, his all of his YouTube. Yeah, but okay. like... What do you mean? Okay. Like, what does this mean? Coca-Cola, a true champion of growth? A true champion of growth? growth growing what? Cancer? That's not a true champion of growth. Is, is it a moral dilemma if you were to pull up my stream and we had a, a big old uh, uh, a big old Pepsi logo splat in the middle of the stream? <laughs> would that would you how, how would you guys feel about that? You're like, do not drink your calories, and then there's like a, a Pepsi yeah, logo. It's like, yeah, but Pepsi, the the what is it? The champions for growth. They're, cha they're champions for growth. If you want soda, try Pepsi Zero Cola. Now, to be fair. <laughs> I actually, once upon a time, was on a Coke Zero rap song. Oh, this is it. So, We're still so exposed. Fair, fair composure. This is like 2009, 2010. Um, and I didn't get paid for it, which is my bad. Wow. But, you thought uh, that was it, too. 
I'm I'm posing the question. I'm posing the question. I feel like it's an issue. Maybe I, I why do why do you feel like it's an issue? That's a big logo, by the way. Let's not front like that's a little <laughs> watermark. That's a big old logo. If okay. you guys put up this stream and there was a big old Coke logo or a big old Pepsi logo, I guarantee I would get dozens of DMs. Really? You think yes, so? and comments about it. But like guys, have you ever researched how Coca-Cola specifically and all the other soda companies are regulated in the United States? I have it's, not. Enlighten it, it, It's part of the whole uh, sugar industry mm-hmm. where where they uh, lobby to different politicians, to different groups, mm-hmm. and a lot of this stuff has to be, like, um, certain amounts bought out. Like, mm-hmm. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, all these sodas are um, accessible by EBT. But, like, essential water, Whoa. other things aren't. So there's a huge beef with um, peddling soda to lower income families mm. in large quantities and that being the primary source of drink in their household but also not allowing people to buy like fresh water on EBT wow so so there's a conflict there there and then not to mention like if we go into the just the obesity problem bro it's a major it's majority soda it's not like yeah that's true like folks are drinking their calories yes bro it's majority soda it's majority uh, Starbucks super sugary drinks that people get every single day, but it's more of the soda. Uh, soda companies are taxed a super fat portion if they have a certain amount of sugar overseas in the UK and all that places. Mm. And so all the other sodas in the UK and overseas actually have substantially less sugar than the ones in the United States, wow. except for Coca-Cola because they said, we're not changing the, the taste of it. We're actually going to be taxed. We'll, we'll, take, we'll eat the tax. And so yeah. they're dominating because they have the most sugar. <clears throat> so, so I have a I have a video on uh, conspiracies that are true about the sugar industry in America, and it's by far one of the like the worst things in terms of how everything is connected and the government subsidizing sugar canes. Yeah, and it's bro, it's it's a serious conflict of interest from uh, just a business and states level. Yeah, right. And then from a and again, go watch that video. But from a like, if it was a candy bar, would you guys feel different? Yeah, like like how how bad does like the food where, have where, to get? Yeah, where does it have to go? You guys are saying liquid death. I would never put a liquid death logo on my stuff, and I drink and, their product and, regularly. And not to mention, that's not gonna get you fat. Yeah, it's liquid death ain't gonna, ain't gonna give you diabetes, fam. Yes, big sugar is like big tobacco. Yes, oh, hundred percent. Big sugar is like big tobacco. If you guys wondered why is it a big deal, because big sugar is like big tobacco, and Coke is definitely in bed with big sugar. And it's and it's in a whole system Bro. where that like literally impacts millions of Americans. Seventy five percent of Americans are overweight. Forty percent of Americans are morbidly obese. Well, some of you guys are out here being like, I don't see what the problem is. Yet you guys drink a couple sodas a week, and there's certain foods that you don't like. My conspiracy. This is kind of a conspiracy because it's not verified. You cut out the sugar, dude. You cut out the soda. You cut out the venti drinks just for like a month. The foods that you don't like will start tasting good. I think the moral dilemma, and this is why I do kind of think it's a big deal, and I could be tripping for this. They don't care about any company. Is that one? You're taking money from a company that that has like continually lobbied to be in a position that is actually hurting like like the nation health wise. But then two, as Christians, we're called to a higher standard. We're called to to uh, take care of our bodies, um, take care of our temples, and so it's a little like. If we're going to just keep it a buck, I don't know if TDJX is teaching about nutrition. He is. He is. He is. He's talked about okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and he's, I, lo- he's I, lost I a gang of weight. Okay, cool. No, that's awesome. So I'm saying 
you teach about nutrition, losing weight, and then and then you got Coca Cola on your thing. Yeah, I'm mean, just saying it's a little sus. I'm not. I'm. 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 I am perplexed by it. By it. it doesn't seem very congruent. I would never do it. Um, but this is definitely one of those wisdom issues. You know what I'm saying? That we would. say. Oh yeah, it's not. This a is sin. this is not a sin, but it's definitely it definitely stood out to me. Like, I thought it was a little triv. <laughs> the bride, it's a bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He says, I'm not jealous. He said, if I'm the friend of the bridegroom, then I would not be jealous. You can't be jealous of people you love. That was a, that was a little gem. You can't be jealous of the people you love. I like that. I think love and, and jealousy don't really conflate. I mean, you could be jealous for, like, I could be jealous of, like, another dude is looking at my wife's butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I could yeah, be jealous, yeah. like, hey, bro, like, that's my, you know what I mean? But hey, I, chill. I, I think he's talking about, uh, the, the, I think that's a, that's actually a good point. He's talking about the, the success of somebody. Yes. The success of someone you love should never threaten you. It should, yeah. it should, it should inspire you. It should encourage you. Nice. Decrease. This transitional moment this transfer moment, woman thou art loose comes to an end today. But that does not mean that there is not something next. Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Whoa. Get her eyes closed for a long minute. When you stand and walk <laughs> to this stage, you are walking into your destiny. He's like, I'm tired of doing women's ministry. <laughs> Daughter, get up here. <laughs> your future. He's a, yo, your pause it, pause it, pause it. He's an he's an incredible orator. Bro, he's that an voice? incredible orator. The voice, bro. That created a very cinematic moment for her. Look at she is highly emotional. Like, like she's really soaking it in. Like, there's no one you want to narr to like narrate you winning yes. the championship yes. more than TD Jakes. TD Jakes. Bro. <laughs> Your purpose, your giftings. Did she know? Stand up, I girl. I think so. Or is this is this like <laughs> is this like uh, Snoop Dogg passing down the, the torch the, to the, Kendrick the, 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 and everyone comes around? Do y'all remember that photo where everyone comes around Kendrick? <laughs> Walk to the stage. It's so cinematic. It yo. is. I read the scripture in John because when Jesus came along. John okay, will. pause it real quick. People so, are saying so, this is too extra. So it is a little extra. But so here's a here's a here's a genuine question I have. I don't know if Thou Art Loose is a nonprofit ministry mm. or if it is a uh, for-profit business. Yeah, I don't think anything wrong with passing down a business, whether it's Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, Walmart, whatever. Passing down a business to your heirs in your beautiful thing. thing. I think that's a dope thing. Levi yeah. asked me, he said, Dad. When you pass, yes. will I take over King's Dream Entertainment? <laughs> Bro, that that's the that's the Armenian side of him. Oh yeah. That's the we need to get your ducks in a row for your passing. Yeah. I, will I be yeah. your heir? That's like that's like the new king waiting 30 years for the queen to yes. die. <laughs> yes. So so the question is, if this was a ministry, because even though this is not that, I think it sounds like this is a a, a uh, an actual business that he's passing down to her, but if this was a ministry, because it it kind of it kind of overlaps, like it kind of blurs the line. It definitely overlaps. <clears throat> I personally feel very weird about passing down churches, hmm. like oh, nepotism okay. in church. 
seems super weird to me. Our family was called. Yeah, our family was called. And I'd be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of examples where churches have been passed down through nepotism, meaning like the error to the so-and-so ministry throne, where it's yeah. really ever worked out well. It's usually folks left and gone and done their own ministry. I think like Richard Wilkinson Jr. left and planted his own church, right? Um, Andy Stanley left and planted his own church. But whenever I've seen it passed down, it's always like this weird monarchy succession of ministry. He about to pull out a sword and go... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was talking to uh, uh, Trent Horn about this, and he was talking about the, the, the apostolic succession, and Protestants don't believe in the apostolic succession. I was like, well, yes and no. Like, like we believe that the church was passed down through the apostles, yeah. but it wasn't like, you know... This person is now like you. You got James, the brother of Jesus. That that was kind of like that. Yeah. But generally speaking, they passed it down through apostolic succession. And you know, Catholics would say it was all Peter. Christians would say it was all the apostles. And now you got different apostles that planted different churches. Yep. But even when you get into the Protestant Reformation, you're still there's still a someone who is clergy who went to seminary who did things and then. They passed down. They 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 ordained other pastors and other elders, and it's passed out. And now it's just kind of like anyone can declare themselves a pastor anytime they feel like it. Again, not Lake, talking about Lakewood this. Church. Lakewood, Lakewood Church. Joel Osteen yes. got that from Joel his dad. Joel Osteen got uh, Lakewood Church passed down from his dad. And I mean, listen, I don't think I don't think that's good. Yeah, you know no, what I'm no, saying. I agree. Judah Smith, he's, he did he's, too. He, yeah, he did too. Wow. He's kind of. Eh. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 definitely some of the stuff that's been coming out from Judah Smith. Sermons not the have best. taken a back seat lately. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So to be fair, this is not a church. This right? is not a this church. I'm a, just hypothetically yeah, speaking. Hypothetically, it's an interesting conversation. This is a women's conference. Women's conference, which is okay. a for-profit business, wow, is being okay. passed down. Okay, that's Let's super play. interesting. Let's play. The man. He had the crowd. He had the name. He Pause had it. the. So, 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 so this is where I think we get into some, um, some, some problematic things scripturally. Okay. Right? Because, again, someone just said it's not a Levi priesthood. And the metaphor, and I would say using that metaphor is off about Christians and, and preachers. Like, that's not, you don't use, like, that's an Old Testament. Levites were the Old Testament. They yeah. Take, so even connecting that, right? But um, then the language he's using is like John to Jesus? Yeah. Play the rest <laughs> of this video. Audience. He right. proud. He had the name. He had the audience, he had the power, he had the brand, he was unique, he was authentic, he was creative. But the truth of the matter is God gave John his platform so that he would be smart enough to know. Oh, no, Those no, no. are real tears. Oh, no, no, it's definitely a real moment. Those, but are, it's, those it's, are real tears. No, no. From, from a human standpoint, I go, wow, that's, that's a moment for her. That's her dad. This is a blind reaction. This is a blind reaction. And after 30 years... A ministering woman heard loose and 45, 46 years of preaching the gospel. The time has come that you might increase. I am so proud of you. Oh, that's very sweet. Don't get it twisted. I'd be proud of you if you were driving for the post office. I'd be proud of you if you worked at Kmart. So, so that's dope. He's proud of who she is. Five minutes in, I think this is the point. I'll, I'll watch a little bit. Okay, so he, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. This 
is something that I think is a beautiful moment between a father and her daughter. Outside of any other, you know, questionable theological things and the Trinity and he's, you know, and again, you guys can see the video on that. I don't know a whole lot about her. You guys are saying she was divorced. Personally, I'm not attending the church of someone that was in ministry and divorced. I'm not doing that, right? That doesn't mean that I don't think God can't use them. This is not a church. This is not a ministry being passed down. This is a for-profit business being passed down. However, I think the use of scripture, this is to me another example of outside of how beautiful the moment is, buckle up, of Narsa Jesus. Mm. It's reading the scriptures and reading yourself into the scriptures. This is looking at the, 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 the bond that John the Baptist who Jesus said before the kingdom of heaven, there was no one greater than John the Baptist, not any of the prophets. Yeah. John the Baptist and Jesus, the son of God, <laughs> God in the flesh, fam. The yeah. Messiah. Yeah. The chosen one. Yeah. The savior of the world. <laughs> okay. The parallel here. Yeah. Is that Bishop C.D. Jakes is John the Baptist and she is having, he's having to decrease so she can increase. And the parallel is that she is Jesus? Like, this is a bad use of scripture, fam. It's, it's, it's definitely a bad it's use. It's a of, terrible use of it's scripture. It's super cinematic. It's unnecessary. Very sweet. Just the words, like, I will de decrease so you can increase. But if, yeah, if you're going to point back to the scripture. The point still remains. The massive idea here. The massive idea here is that this is scripture being used in a very sloppy way, in my opinion. And in, in the term that you used was narcissus. Narcissus. Narcissus just means you're you're reading the lens of the scripture, and 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 David is you, and David going to fight Goliath mm. is you going to fight your battles. Joseph is you. Joseph being done wrong by his family is you being done wrong by your family. Yeah. It consistently removes John the Baptist talking to Jesus. John the Baptist talking to Jesus is you talking to your daughter. Yeah. I don't think this is a healthy approach to scripture. I think it's very over the top and very extra to mm. to use scripture. The rest of the moment, they could do what they want with their businesses. Yeah. They could make that as dramatic as possible. Let's let's play the rest of the video. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want you to understand you have come full circle. You rose to the stage at Lakewood to introduce me and had the courage to tell your story at Woman Thou Art Loose. And now you're standing on the stage of Woman Thou Art Loose as I pass the baton I think, uh, uh, oh wow, this gets even more dramatic. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay, no, no, it is it's, not my favoritism. It's the bird's eye view. Or nepotism. If I did not know that the hand of the Lord was on you, I would never do this. As Samuel's horn of oil anointed David, I so anoint you. And with every drop of oil that falls upon your head, may the strength and the power. Okay, so from one side, I have no problem with someone wanting to pass down a, min, uh, a, a business to an era. I think that's dope. Yeah, and I don't even think you the dramatics are bad. Here's the thing, guys. I, you, you're saying being judgy. 
Jesus said we are to judge correctly. I know that's not popular to talk about. I know you want to talk about your truth and your your view of everything and your perspective. Jesus said we are to judge rightly, okay? This video was sent to me so that I can give my opinion on it. This is a blind reaction. This is a blind reaction. I've never seen this video, okay? <laughs> so I'm giving you guys my perspective on this. I think it's a terrible use of scripture, but I have no problem with anyone wanting to pass down a business to an heir. What does a terrible use of scripture actually mean? Like, like, like in context, like... Is it important to uh, point out because he's a pa- like he's a pastor? Yeah. Um, yes, Narsa Jesus mm-hmm. undercuts the actual beauty of the gospel. Okay, and here's the beauty of the gospel: if you read the entire Bible, which so few have read the entire Bible, so few Christians have read the entire Bible, what you'll find is this beautiful foreshadowing of these Messiah-like figures, pre-shadowing Jesus the Messiah. Yeah. Joseph is about Jesus and the Messiah. Okay. David is foreshadowing the Messiah. Moses is foreshadowing the Messiah. If the story were to be accurate, it's not you going to fight Goliath and 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 Goliath is your problems. If the story more accurate is Jesus is fighting your problems and you're a coward afraid to go face Goliath. Yeah. Okay? It's not Joseph. Yeah. You're Joseph. <laughs> it's that you sold your brother into slavery. You're not the hero, but You crucified Jesus to that yeah. cross. Your sin crucified Jesus to that cross. That's the problem with using scripture to position yourself as the hero of every story. Let's be real. Okay? That is why it's terrible. Yeah. Okay? I'm making it very clear for you. If every time you read the scriptures and you think, I'm Abraham, I'm Joseph, I'm, G- I'm, I'm Jesus, I'm David, I'm like, fam, those are people that were foreshadowing the beauty of what the gospel was, which is you're a wicked sinner. And based on your own merit, you're going to have to answer for that sin. Mm -hmm. And God is a good God and decides to come and live the life you couldn't live and die to death you should have died and created a pathway for you to have fellowship with God and also for you to go to heaven and also experience a, a, a taste of heaven on earth. So every time we're taking this gospel and we're saying, well, you know, uh, I'm John and Zach's going to start a YouTube channel and I'm yeah. going to give him or I'm Elijah and Zach's Elisha and I'm going to give him a double portion of my anointing. Like, and then, and then that's you're going to disappear into the clouds. Right. And I'm going to disappear into the clouds. Fam, that's not that's not it. Ruslan hasn't been to many black churches. Bro, you don't know my testimony. Stop it. Go watch my video with Tim I, Ross. I haven't I've, been to many black churches. Zach has not. Good exegesis is good exegesis. Projecting yourself as the hero of the story is projecting yourself as the hero of the story. You were not Jesus. You were not David. You were not You were not Paul, right? Like, you were not these people. These people, uh, well, specifically the, the pre-Jesus people, were foreshadowing the Messiah. It's all foreshadowing. If you read the Old Testament, you'll see that they're all foreshadowing this event. Right. So it's not you can dismiss it as it's a cultural thing. Jesus still undercuts the whether it's Indians doing it, whether it's white folks doing white folks do it all the time. Yeah. Listen to a Joel Osteen sermon. Yeah. yeah. It's every every message is and, <laughs> and, and it's your problems and your heroes and da 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 like. That's Phil Johnson does it from Bethel. So, so uh, yes, Cherie took me to a black. The lady that shared the gospel with me for the very first time is in the chat and took me to black Baptist churches, fam. So there's certain things that we can't dismiss as that's culture. There's all kinds of wonky things that happen in white evangelical culture that we talk about all the time. Okay, that we talk about all the time. The white goofy white nationalism. Me and John McRae just did a video about it. That's coming out tomorrow. Okay, we talk about this stuff all the time. It doesn't matter. Equal opportunity here. 
You get the smoke. If it's narcissist Jesus, it's narcissist Jesus. Yeah. Stop it. If you think America is God's nation and that Christian white evangelical Christians got to take it back, we got the smoke for that too. We've been consistent on that. Okay, so yeah. so miss me with miss me with that. But if you're using scripture in this way, I promise you, this ain't it, fam. So, question: Is there ever a time where um, where it's not super harmful? I mean, I, I think I think it's it's, it's, it's conflating again, conflating ministry with business. That's weird. Okay, you know what I'm saying? The oil, I'm not mad at that. Like I've seen this happen before yeah, yeah, in same. person. I've seen this happen before. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with the oil. I think you're conflating it. If we want to get into the women's pastor thing, that's a that's a theological disagreement I'm going to have with him. I don't think women can be. Well, I think they can be whatever they want to be. I don't think they should be in a scripturally called to be the head overseer, elder, pastor of a church. Uh, this is a trustworthy saying. If someone. Uh, aspires to be a church leader, he desires an honorable position. So out the rip, I mean, it's saying he, and this is specifically about someone who desires an honorable position. He, so a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife, okay? Um, Which um, he must exercise self-control, live wisely. So I think this right here, he must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home. It's a good one. Mm. Um, and he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, not love money. He must manage his own family well. This is go. I, I wouldn't personally. I know you guys are gonna think it's crazy. I wouldn't attend uh, a church with a pastor that doesn't have a family. Mm, wow. I wouldn't go to a single guy's church. That's deep. Oh, that, not a single guy's church. Oh, or, someone but... that's not at least not married. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't do that. No, no, but married, no kids. No kids. I, I would do married, no kids. Okay. Mike Winger. No Mike Winger doesn't have any kids. I would. If Mike Winger was in my area, I would go to Mike Winger's church. Um, Make Mike Winger a dad, 2022. Uh, he must manage his household well, having children who respect him and obey him. Uh, for if a man cannot manage his own household well, how can he take care of the church? The church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil would cause him to fall. A lot. Uh, also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be well-respected and have integrity. They must not uh, be... So this is a different title now, deacons, right? They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed and must live a clear conscience. Okay, before they are appointed as deacons, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons. And then it says, in the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. I mean, that's pretty clear cut, scripture-wise. First Timothy 3. And it, it says that Simeon blessed God. God.